what I would tell any entrepreneur is you definitely have to look at yourself as always competing with your own self to be better. You don't need to be better than anybody else. Just be better than you used to be. People know at Fortune, we're 33 years old. And what I say at every annual meeting every year is we still run it like a startup. Not because we need to be better than anybody else, but because we want to create a better brand that would put our own company out of business if we went out and competed against it. Welcome. You are listening to the Hero of the Hour podcast, the show dedicated to empowering you to take financial freedom into your own hands. Through expert interviews with decades of experience, this show will give you not only the tactical strategies of what's working in business, but the appropriate mindsets to master your financial future and build generational wealth. Heroes and entrepreneurs operate with a similar anything-is-possible mentality, and that is exactly what our show is about. Your host is none other than Mark B. Murphy, CEO of Northeast Private Client Group and best-selling author of three books, all dedicated to helping others plan for generational wealth. He and his team are on a mission to share their knowledge and techniques so that others can enjoy a life of financial security and freedom. Get ready to be inspired to create the life of your dreams. Let's go. In today's episode of the Hero of the Hour podcast, our host, Mark B. Murphy, has an insightful conversation with Bernie Stoltz, founder and CEO of Fortune Management, Alex Sadusky, CEO of True Blue Dental, and Bob Martino, an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. They'll each talk about who their hero is, what a hero means to them, and how to be a hero to your clients. Get ready to learn about the importance of creating a synergy between great companies, the key secret to becoming a successful entrepreneur, how to find genius people to work for your organization, and last but best, meaningful connections with the people you work with. Thank you so much and enjoy. Everybody. Hey, I'm Mark Murphy. I'm the founder and CEO of Northeast Private Client Group and the author of uh, three books, with my newest book being The Ultimate Investment. I want to thank all three of you guys for joining my podcast. And uh, we call it the Heroes Podcast because 35 years ago, I decided I wanted to be a hero to entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial thinking people, and then specifically entrepreneurial thinking dentists. And, uh, I've I built a business on surrounding myself with people that wanted to be a hero to the same group. And with us today, I have the founder and CEO of Fortune Management, uh, Bernie Stoltz, the largest executive coaching communications practice management company in the world for dentists and veterinarians. And I've got Alex Sadusky, the CEO of True Blue Dental, which is giving private practitioner dentists and small DSOs a level playing field against the big DSOs. And then I've got Bob Martino, who I don't know how to introduce because he's the CEO of so many companies. You take up the whole podcast just to talk about all the companies he represents. But he is an entrepreneur's entrepreneur and a serial entrepreneur. And I welcome all three of you to uh, the podcast. I think in, in addition to the uh, to the viewers and listeners, uh, I also want to let you know that these are three very, very close friends of mine as well. You know, Bernie, how do you define a hero? And, you know, how are you a hero to your clients? Well, I, I think. Defining heroes can go in a lot of different directions. I, 
one of the one of the first heroes, believe it or not, I don't even think I've ever talked to you about this, but one of my first heroes was a guy who you guys have all heard of, Lee Iacocca. Remember Lee Iacocca? In fact, he just he just died just a few years ago at the ripe age of 95. But um, he was one of the first guys that really inspired me into entrepreneurialism. Uh, amazing guy. I mean, I mean, really put Ford back on the map. Uh, the creator of the of the Mustang, the Pinto, the the Lincoln Continental, and then of course, I think if you do it once in business, you're lucky. You do it more than once, you got something. And so, what does he do? Twenty years later, he, he turns Chrysler completely around. But I read his book, Iacocca, and I read that probably when I was. Oh man, it had to be late seventies, so a long time ago. And I would, I'd recommend to your listeners, Mark, still a great read today. But what I loved about it was just the ability, and something I put in my new book. It's okay to do good by doing good things for others, and that has really uh, heroism for me has been all about that. Uh, you know, you and I wrote a, a book that speaks to it as well together, the win-win outcome, right? And, you know, one of the things that I believe is that there never has to be a loser in business. I, I think too many people today are playing a zero-sum game. They think for they for them to win, someone else has to lose. That's a horrible way to run a company. It's a horrible way to live a life. And I think that what we're trying to prove with the companies that are all on board here today is that no one's got to lose. We can do great things and we can we can even create some synergy between great companies. You know, I mean, Fortune Management, which was the the sixth company that I did, I did, you know, speaking of entrepreneurialism, I I, I was trying to find myself in my 20s. And uh, so I, I had, by the time I was 30 years old, I'd created five companies. They were all pretty good at making money, but they had no purpose to them. Very transactional businesses, which was probably why I continued to, to pursue, to seek, you know. But fortune was a whole different game. That, that was about the power of purpose. It was, and what we do today and what we've done for 33 years is help doctors to turn their dreams into their realities. And I think that's that's heroism at the at the greatest at the greatest extent. And you know, we just I get so juiced when I see another doctor succeed or any of our business alliances. You know, it's just uh, winning feels good. So that'd be my opening comments to you, Mark. Hey, Bob, who's a hero to you? Uh, you know, who? How do you define that? Well, you know, uh, uh, wow. Uh, I mean, my my first heroes are my parents, and uh, because uh, we grew up poor, uh, I always say that uh, I I didn't know I was poor until my dad brought home government <laughs> cheese, <laughs> and 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 the government doesn't do many things well, but they do cheese really well. I mean, it was, it was some damn good cheese. I mean, it really was. So, but that was an impact on me that I, like, I'm like, well, why are we getting government cheese? You know, we're, you know, but I didn't realize we were poor and, and, and these people did nothing for their whole life, but live for their kids and sent four kids through college and, you know, and, and, and when they passed, you know, and I'm at the funeral line and, Everyone 
that is there said they were the nicest people I've ever met. They were the nice, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, kind of what Bernie said, you know, if you can go through and someone says that was one of the nicest people I've ever met and still do business with them. I think that, I think that's, so I think, I think that way in my life, you know, that shaped my life, but I think business wise, I think, uh, you know, my, 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 my partner, Kenny Wilson, who got me into fortune. I, I think guys like Bernie, uh, Paul Bass, uh, Gary McLeod, uh, Tony Robbins, all those that started fortune, uh, and, uh, to begin with, cause I've been in fortune since 1990. And not only did those things have helped me in dentistry, but it's the same concepts that we take that we learned at fortune in dentistry that I've taken to other businesses like an airplane maintenance business and an aura care, which is a mouthwash. It's the same concept, you know, communication, treat patients, clients, the way you want to be treated. You know, I always, my goal is when I go into partnership with someone is for that partner to feel like I gave more than, than, than they did. You know, I want, and if we, if I can get a partner that feels the, the same way, then all of a sudden, man, we're taking off, you know? So that, that's, that's the idea. And I think, I think, I think we have a lot of heroes along the way and, 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 and I keep getting them. And and some of those heroes today are, aren't someone that are running companies. Some of those heroes that I see today are, are, are like my staff. You know, I, you know, I have great vice presidents. I have a, great staff at Oracare. It's those people that are doing the 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 hard work. I might come up with an idea, but they're the ones that are actually doing it. So those are today, those are my heroes. Alex, how about how about you? What do you how do you define a hero or what's who's a hero to you? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of obviously you have the emotional side. You start to think of family and others who've been been around you a long time and helped you through difficult challenges or opportunities. But I look at it, it's like people who've made a difference in my life or people I know who've overcome just incredible odds or obstacles in their health or other things that they're faced with. But like, I kind of go back, Bob, I'm with you a little bit. I go back to high school. I went to a parochial school in my final two years, and I had the pleasure of having a calculus teacher whose name was uh, Colonel Robert Saluski. He was a retired SR-71 Blackhawk pilot. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, those things flew, I think, Mach 3 in the super high altitude. But he retired from the military and decided he wanted to give back even more and teach calculus to a bunch of kids. But Bob had two signs in his room. In the upper left-hand corner, it said patience. In the right corner, it said think. And what he taught us was, unless you're doing rocket science, it's not rocket science. Be patient and think. You can kind of figure out everything. And, and that model um, kind of really attributed to kind of my philosophy, of, you know, chew through concrete. You can get there. The other side of it was, you know, obviously in a parochial school, it was a lot about uh, giving, but it wasn't the giving for your own benefit. It was the, you know, the best type of giving is when you're able to help others with no expectation or of recognition or anything in return. And I was fortunate enough to really have that philosophy ingrained in me. And so when I started in the professional world, I was like you, Bob, I was always looking for ways to lead with helping someone else with no return. And I can tell you, it may have taken over a decade or 15 years before that philosophy really came true on the, oh my gosh, look what happened. But I can say today, you know, thanks to all the friendships we have here, as well as others, I wouldn't be where I'm at now if I didn't have that abundant philosophy as a very young 
professional. And then on the entrepreneurial side, you know, my, one of my heroes and the guy I had lunch with him for 30 minutes. He probably has no idea who I am. And the reason was, is he completely changed my mindset with regard to owning and operating businesses. And this guy's name was Wade Moose. And I can guarantee probably no one here knows who he is, but every single one of you and probably 90% of America has used his product who has a home. He invented the ADT controller that's on your wall. He sold that to GE for the security, but he ended up having like 15 businesses. He had an aerospace uh, business, you name it, he had it. But we were having lunch and he looked at me and goes, you're not an entrepreneur. And it was a little bit of an awkward lunch to say the least. And I'm like, well, why is that? He goes, you did pretty well in high school, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, you, did, you went to a good college, right? I said, yeah. Got good grades? I'm like, yeah. I bet you got a great job coming out of college. I'm like, yeah, I did. Paid you really well, right? Yeah. I bet you met a beautiful um, wife and got a house and had kids. So, you know, he just kept going through, going through. And he goes, and Mark, this kind of comes back to your book. He goes, you cannot be an entrepreneur. I said, why is that, Wade? He goes, because you have too much to lose. He goes, you need to be willing to lose it all to be successful. And ironically, I, I think there was so much wisdom in what he said. So that changed my mindset on what does it take to be an entrepreneur? And you really have to be fully committed. And, and I took that advice and I'm here today because of it. And the second is it really changed the dialogue I had in myself with others. You know, we always want to mentor back to the next generation of youth coming out of school. It's like, hey, it's good to want to do these things, but this is the pot stakes, right? This is what you got to be willing to, to commit to, to accomplish. So that, that's kind of my perspective. Um, a couple of teachers and, and an entrepreneur. I got to tell you, Alex, I, I agree with that. Uh, the reason I'm a serial entrepreneur is I had nothing to lose. And, and that, that helped when we started. And Bob, I can't also agree with you more in that all of my companies run with fortune as the foundation of their technology. You know, Bernie, you've coached thousands of entrepreneurs for the last 30 plus years. What, what, can, you tell, what can you tell us about entrepreneurs or what can you tell us about the, the people that might be, you know, might be watching this and saying, hey, I need help? Well, I, here's what I think. The way I've always looked at life, and, and I'd ask you three the same question, which is, when were the happiest times ever in your life? And if you really think about it, it's when you're doing two things. When you're growing and building and chasing and pursuing and creating. And then on the other side, it's when you're serving others. And so for me, business has been that my whole life. You know, and, and by the way, I mean, I, I, I grew up broke too, man, and and um, no money. So I, I had nothing to lose. So I was an entrepreneur from the from right out, out of the get-go and, and didn't even go to college. I, I went to a little community college for a couple of years and uh, really decided that it was going to be a waste of my time. And I uh, I was into shortcuts early in my life. And uh, the shortest cut I took was right into business and right into owning a business by the time I was 21 years old. And I never looked back. But, but I, what I would tell any entrepreneur is I think you, you definitely have to look at yourself as always competing with your own self to be better. You don't need to be better than anybody else. Just be better than you used to be. You know, I, people know at Fortune, we're 33 years old. And what I say at every annual meeting every year is we still run it like a startup. Not because we need to be better than anybody else, but because we want to create a better brand that would put 
our own company out of business if we went out and competed against it. So it's it's always about growing. It's always about expanding. Uh, the, the other thing about business is, is I think great entrepreneurs love the concept of business. They love the fact that it creates jobs, that it, it, it creates and good companies serve people, right? I mean, good companies have purpose, they serve, they provide a, a service or a product or whatever that is, but they employ people, they make the world turn, man. You know, so, I, and, and it pains me sometimes when, you know, whether it be the press or you've got people talk, picking on business, picking on independent business people. And the fact of the matter is that's what makes this country great. And if we don't have that, what do we have? Socialism? You know, so so I, I I love what business does, what it can do, what it does for communities, what it does for the world. And, and it's it's a, for me, it's always been a vehicle for how I grow and how I give back. So that that to me, I think, you know, and, and, and I've learned to evolve in business. You know, when I was younger, it was I, I my claim was I'll outwork you. I'll get up earlier than you and I'll stay up later and I'll work you. Um, and now what I've learned is that, you know, as you get more into leadership, then it's about servant leadership. It's about it's about leading from the back. It's about delegating more to more people. Um, so that's been fun in business, too. Yeah, I, I used to think, Bernie, I did the math that I used to think if you got in the office at 630 instead of nine, you could get an extra seven weeks of work in more than a guy that got it at nine o'clock. And although I never got outworked in my life, I. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm getting too old to to, to work 24 seven. You know, Bob, we've talked a lot about it. I mean, I think Einstein was the one who quoted this, where he said, "Just because a fish can't climb a tree doesn't mean they're not a genius." And we've talked a lot recently about finding genius in your organizations. You've got all kinds of different companies. How do you find genius? Well, you know, that's that's a great question, and 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 I think one of the things that you know, we talked about genius. Uh, uh, Pat Lencioni has a new book, uh, The Working Genius, which is a, you can take an assessment and he breaks it down in different things. And and I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we look for other people like us and that's not who we need. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're the idea people, but we need people to galvanize we need cheerleaders we need uh, we need people that uh you know will say yes let's go out and do it you know we we need people that says hmm i wonder if how that would work if uh you did this so you need different people on your team and i think sometimes you tend to want to get the same people you know like for us i think we're all probably pretty good at ideas if we us for just us for started a company we'd have great ideas I don't know if we get it off the ground, you know what I mean? Because we need other people, right? You know, and I think at one time we were those people. Don't get me wrong. We, we just like you said, we all said, and I think we all have that same mindset. I'm just going to outwork you. But as the bigger you get, that just doesn't work anymore. You know, I tell dentists all the time, you know, I have seven practices. They always say, hey, how do you do it? All this. I said, you can only make so much money with these, but with this is unlimited. And to be able to use this, 
you have to utilize other people and their strengths. I, so I think you constantly got to look at it and they don't always have to be exactly like you. And I think that's, you, in fact, you probably don't want them like you. You want to look for other things. And I think that's very important in, in, in all of our companies to, to, to make sure everyone has a role and that role isn't necessarily exactly what, what the way you think. Yeah, one of the things I, see, I one of the things I see Bob is uh, I see that somebody's got to make it up, which is what the four of us do is make it up. But all of us have in our companies guys that make it happen, and then we got other people that make it reoccur. It's pretty simple. Alice, you were going to say something, but no, Bob. Yeah, Bob's hit on something, and this, this is going to go back two decades. So there's a firm, Mark. You may have heard of them. It's called Jeff Smart, G H Smart. Jeff's dad did it. It's a big time consulting firm that it's got psychologists, you name it, and they do executive evaluations. And they work on behalf of, I'd say, the majority of the big big bulge bracket private equity groups in the country. And Bob, to your point, because I remember talking to Jeff, and ironically, when I hired him, I said, here's the deal, I'm going to hire you. But if you ever do a review on me, you need to lie and say I'm a good guy, right? And then he kind of chuckled. But uh, what he would do is they would make an assessment of you and then they would tell you, based on your strengths and weaknesses, here are the types of people you need to surround yourself with in your executive team. If you do not do this, you will fail. And they were able to correlate success to that to the point of like 95 plus percent on the assessment in the team. So I, I totally concur with you, on Bob, uh, Bob, on that. The second thing was, as founders of businesses, our goal should always be to grow the business and get us out of a job. Because the reality is, is that I think McKinsey and Company did a bunch of research on this. The skills ne necessary to kind of create and go through those different phases of growth are very different skills, ultimately, to when you get to a multi-billion dollar company with 15,000 employees, right? So you either need to evolve that position through your own personal growth and the growth of your team, or you need to cede that to the kind of the next level of leadership to grow it. And I think, unfortunately, that's one of the things that does hold back some Small businesses, you see it more in the family-owned businesses because it usually goes second generation, third generation. There's a point. It's not that the third generation was any less competent or great than the first. It's just the business has outgrown what they bring to the table, right? So I think it gets a bad knock. It's like, oh, it's going, it's going bad because now third generation. No, it just needs another level of capability because the reality is what we do, most people have already done at some point in time, right? So you can find people with that experience. Hey, Alex, you were you were at the top of the corporate food chain. You were you were a senior officer at a major international company. What did you see at True Blue or what did you see in yourself where you said, I want to do this entrepreneurial startup? Because in the beginning, there was quite a lot of risk. Yeah, I think, Mark, I think it's a couple of things, right? And, and you know, I knew from my time in consulting, I, I, I like, and Bernie, you made a comment, when are you the, the happiest? And I went back and looked at my life because I've done a variety of things. And what I was always able to correlate, by the way, it never correlated with when I made the most money. I was always the happiest when I was doing great things with great people. And I had kind of reached a point where I was ready to kind of do something different and make an impact, right? I'm getting up there in years, I'm losing a little bit of hair. And I was ready for that kind of one last thing. Um, we talk about underdogs and Mark, you said something about hero. Like I want to be a hero to the underdog, right? My, uh, my grandfather never met him. Uh, he was a small town butcher in uh, Pennsylvania. The only time you went to his grocery store is when you didn't have money because he'd give it to you for free and you could pay it off later. When you had money, you go to the big, big box, right? Um, the big box put the little guy out of business, right? And caused a lot of harm in the community. 
my goal and my why for True Blue is all we want to do is level that playing field for the independent dentist, right? Um, we talked about corporations. You know, what's kind of crazy is if you have private equity money or corporate money and you put a bunch of doctors together, you're allowed to do things legally and regulatorily wise that independent de dentists can't do. You can get paid more for the dentistry you do, not necessarily better dentistry than an independent dentist who's been in 30 years because you satisfy certain requirements, right? And it's just, it's kind of an unfair playing field for the independents. And that's a structural thing that I would say, you know, the government's gotten wrong, right? Small businesses create growth. And Bernie, to your point, I love when you always talk about helping businesses. One of the biggest cons in dental is, you know, folks have convinced dentists that they're dentists and they run a practice. They own a business. Any entrepreneur who ever created a business didn't have to sell that business when they wanted to quit flipping burgers or being on the front line. They brought in management. They took on additional investors. They kept what they grew. But in dentistry and vet and all these other niche medical, you know, our friends are being told, no, no, you don't want to practice anymore. You need to sell. And Mark, to your point, invest in you. They know how to make money doing that one thing. They're excellent at it. Why should they sell, take pennies on the dollar? And walk away from what they're so great at. So I loved your book. You know, the greatest investment is you, right? I mean, it's just every chapter kind of just reinforced that, right? I got Amen. Go ahead, Bernie. Well, I was just going to say. I mean, one of the things that I've enjoyed doing, you know, with with our companies is is teaching doctors. And Bob, you said it. You said you know you can only make so much money with these and. You know, it's really one of the, the problems, and I'll call it a problem, a challenge, that every professional since the beginning of time has been plagued with. I don't care if you're the be best paid attorney, the top brain surgeon, a dentist, a CPA, architect, I don't care what it is. The bottom line, you can make a lot of money trading time for dollars. But the fact of the matter is, is it's still a job to J-O-B. And so one of the things that that I, what I one of the purposes, one of the many purposes is to show doctors that they really can grow an enterprise, that they don't have to trade time for dollars. And Bob Martino is a living, living example of that. Run seven successful, high quality, seven practices. And he hasn't been a wet fingered dentist for God. I got to think, what, 25 years, Bob? 20, 21. Yeah. And so, so that's the cool thing is, is to show professionals uh, that, that they can do that. And, and uh, to Alex's point, show them that they don't have to sell the goose that's laying the golden eggs, as we say, right? You know, well, Bernie, and, we, and, 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 well, I just want to, that brings up a great point. And, and, and I, and I want to want to elaborate on this a little bit uh, uh, is that, when you're successful in 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 one area, it, it lets you fail in other areas. In other words, once once you start, you know, a company and it goes successful, and you have income coming in and everything, you then can go out and do other things. And if they fail, they fail. You know, I still have this success. So, for, like success for me gives me freedom. It gives me freedom to fail. It gives me freedom to to do things that maybe I wouldn't do. And you know, I love to talk about my successes. I, hey, I've had failures too. I I, I had a tele dentistry, a telemedicine company before any of you knew what telemedicine was. 
why aren't we the number one telemedicine company? That's a that's a long story. It, it's obviously not success. But you know what? It, it was a risk that I took. And maybe it's a failure. Maybe it's not. You know, we're, we're still in the process. But the, the what I'm telling you is when you succeed in one area, that gives you so much freedom to be able to go out and fail in other areas. You know, Bob, it's so funny. I was saying that, especially on the marketing or business development side, there I could give a list of things that I spent, say, $10,000 or more on that failed miserably. But if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have done two or three other things that helped us make millions and millions of dollars. And so I, I couldn't agree more. Have you noticed that life is getting more and more expensive? From grocery prices to real estate values, everywhere you turn, prices seem to be skyrocketing. Well, Mark has dedicated decades of his career and life to serving entrepreneurs and professionals to build real wealth. And in most cases, multi-generational wealth. The reality is, we all have to navigate turbulent times in this economy. But the difference will be for those that have a roadmap and a customized plan for building wealth. That's why, as a listener to this podcast, we are so excited to share with you first access to Mark's newest book, The Ultimate Investment, a roadmap to grow your business and build multi-generational wealth. When you access this book, you'll discover how to know when you're working a job instead of a business. That hard work isn't all about hours put in. This will make you more productive. Why you need to live with your back against a wall. How to surround yourself with the right people who support your vision. And so much more. Go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book to get access now. Once again, go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book. And now, back to the show. You know, Bernie, we wrote our first book together. I think it's now five plus years ago. The the Dealmaker's Guide to Buying and, and Selling Dental Practices, the win-win guide. But my favorite book for 2022 was The Fortune Recipe, The Essentials to, uh, to uh, I want to make sure I get the title right, because I want people to buy it. It's The Fortune Recipe, Essential Ingredients for Creating Your Best Life. That's the best book I read in 2022. If you haven't read it, what would you what what would somebody take away from that book? Why should they buy it, and why should uh, and what would they get out of the out of that book? Because you spent a lot of time writing it. Yeah, I did, and and you know what I tell people, my powerful why to writing that book was I wanted to pay it forward. Um, I just felt like if I could could share forty or fifty principles that have helped me to shape my life and to be and how I live my life. And I'm a really grateful guy. In fact, the very first chapter of the book is titled Gratitude. And, and the last chapter of the book is Mahalo, which means with ultimate gratitude and respect, right? So it, it's all about that. But I, I just, if any, and, and I'm not saying I got it all figured out. Um, in fact, I want to digress for a second back to failures for a second, because that also is... I think the difference between an entrepreneur and someone who just works for somebody else their whole life. If you really think about it, I don't know that people who work for other people have really ever experienced failure, not with their own money, not with not with the, you know, I mean, I, rem I remember sleepless nights and no money to, to do this or that or whatever. And, and I think the great entrepreneurs 
are willing to talk about their failures. They learn from them, which makes me better. You know, every time I fail, man, it's like I don't do that again. You know, that Ray Dalio in his book, Principles, he, 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 there's a, a little quote in there. It says failure pl- plus reflection equals evolution. And that's what great entrepreneurs do. But as far as the book, Mark, I, I don't have it all figured out, but I, I just knew that if I could put, you know, before I was too old to remember them all, I just wanted to leave. I wanted to leave something that people knew I stood for. It was how I how I ran my life, how I do run my life. And I, I, if anybody, any young person or business person or uh, or anybody in my own company, you know, originally I wrote I wrote that that was not a book. It was actually about 40 PowerPoint slides that I gave as a keynote in my own that. company. Yeah, it was a fire and brimstone speech. And it, it evolved into the next year we were a DS world and and I actually turned it into a about a two hour lecture to probably 500 doctors and Fred Joyle comes up and he goes, that's a book, man. He goes, that's a book. And uh, and so I just if it if it causes anybody in their life to to do a, a little pivot or a big pivot, then it was worth it, man. And I, I think the other thing that's been great ref, waffling back and forth on the entrepreneurialism. I decided at a very early age that first of all, I'm not good with my hands. I, I could never be a dentist. I could never work in a in an area that that big. You know, I don't know how they do it. Um, but I decided early on that the two most powerful tools that I have, and I think most people have if they're really willing to 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 pursue it, is your mind and your voice. I have changed more lives and and done better work with two things: my mind and my voice. And and I think uh, you know that that's that's been really cool. And I think you can do that as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I remember meeting all three of you the first time I met you, and or spend some real time with you. And I've I got stories I, I would I, maybe too long to tell, but I remember, hey, I want to have each of you in my life from that moment. And I remember, Bob, when we when we first got together, we were at uh, a fortune kind of kind of corporate challenge of scavenger hunt. And I remember we did two things that we used our brain power to win the win the scavenger hunt. I also remember that you and I and our team laughed so hard, you know, so hard for four hours. We had more fun than that than you can have with your clothes on. And I go, this is the kind of guy I want to be have in my life. And then, but then I, but then you, you always surprise me. And one of the things that have been the most inspiring thing, there's a couple of things you've done that to me are really unique. One is I'd love you to tell people about freedom day and how you came out, came, came to that conclusion. And then the second thing I'd like to talk about is, is you took a fledgling company that was ready to go out of business and you've turned it into a powerhouse in work care, uh, the deoxychloride mouthwash. I'd love you to talk to, to talk about any of those two stories because I think they're so powerful. Listen, that the day at the Greenbrier, thanks to Fortune, that was, I agree, just such an enjoyable day meeting you. I, you were hilarious. Uh, uh, cheated a little bit, but I like that. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, Freedom Day, you know, is a is a day that kind of was inspired by a song by Lone Star. It's called "Messages from Home," and 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 basically, uh, uh, I'm my dad was in the military, but uh, uh, 
it was before I was born. And so I didn't really know how much the families sacrifice. I guess I knew it, but I didn't, it didn't hit home. And then hearing those messages and going, I hope you come home. I hope you don't, I, I can't imagine, you know, at the time I had kids and going to sports, I couldn't imagine if my wife had to go overseas, what would I do? And, and, and so not only military sacrifice, but their families do. So I, said, I, I need to do something. And so I said, I'm going to give them free services. I'm going to give the military and the families free services one day a year. And we're called Freedom Day. And this all happened in my shower. And and so I I got out and I, you know, I told my staff and my staff was like, that's great. Let's go for it. And it just happened to be the next month I had a fortune meeting, a platinum circle meeting. So I go there and I start telling these people and 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 which was the wrong thing to do because they're all like, Oh yes, let's jump on. And they jumped on so much that I, I, I had another job and that job was running freedom day. And uh, it's now a 501 C and we have a national director, Wendy Boyce, who does a great job at it. And I, again, I stepped away, let someone that knows how to run it better than I do. And it's basically a day that dentists and other businesses uh, around the uh, nation, uh, give back to, uh, military veterans, their families. And, uh, uh, we've done over $38 million in the last 10 years of free services. And, and, you know, and, and, and again, I have to thank everyone on here. Everyone's been part of that. Uh, again, one of these things is when you have a crazy idea, but you have crazy friends that jump on board and go, hey, yeah, we get that inspires you. You know, that inspires you to say, hey, yeah, we can do we can go to the next level. It, it's hard to to fight a battle uh, by yourself. So you, you, you have to be, you know, crazy enough to have the idea. But those next people that are crazy enough to follow you, those are the important people uh, in, in your life. Think about that, though, Bob, right? You know, what you just described, and it's amazing, right? It was a relatively small decision, right? You took a shower and you said, I'm going to give away dentistry one day to some incredible veterans and their families. And I, I think you kind of undersold it, by the way. For all of you who don't know, uh, Freedom Day is now turning into, I believe, Freedom Week next year. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so talk about, I mean, <laughs> exponential growth there. That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, Alex. I think True Blue is the most exciting thing I've seen in dentistry, if not ever, in a long, long time. Most people don't know about it. T- tell people about tell people why we're so excited about True Blue. Now, I'd be happy to do so, Mark. And you know, yeah, for me, it's a platform company, so we're not a DSO. We have nothing to do with a dental practices equity or control of their operations. All we've done is created a platform designed around leveling the playing field for the independent dentist. And what are we doing? We're creating solutions, services, and products that they can use to uh, survive and thrive uh, in this competitive environment, right? Solutions that increase access to dental care, solutions that um, reduce costs in their operations so they can invest in their business and drive exponential growth. Um, And we have a variety of solutions. Um, One of them is a platform called True Blue Direct. Um, it's kind of like a, a membership model. You pay 99 bucks, you can cancel anytime you want, right? So you talk about a small decision. This is about one of the most simple small decisions you'll ever be faced with. 99 bucks, you can cancel whenever you want. No purchasing commitments, no volume commitments. But when you pay that 99 bucks, you get access to a suite of vendor programs. And just as an example, Bob, one of, um, Bob, Mark, one of your clients 
signed up and they saved a quarter million dollars a year now through a host of those vendor programs, right? And you talk about, oh, maybe it's only a quarter million, maybe it's only 200,000, but the reality is it's more than that because they would have to produce a million dollars in production to create that same cash flow. So I would argue there's nothing in their life they can do in five minutes that would unlock more potential upside than that. But then you go even a step further and say, Mark, what could you and your amazing team do with an extra $200,000 a year in cash flow for that family, for that business, for those generations? What could that business do uh, from an growth and investment standpoint, right? So I look at it, I'm super excited because what we do every day is try to add 10 times value. If we can't add 10 times value for what we're doing, I don't want to do it, right? And the good news is I don't need everybody to use it. I want you to use what we have if it's helpful to you and if it adds value to you. But every practice is different. Some of our solutions might not be a great fit. Other ones would be amazing. We were fortunate enough to uh, support Freedom Day with one that's coming out. It's not public, but by the time this podcast is released, I'm sure it will be. True Blue Social Smiles. It's revolutionizing social selling and the power of an authentic testimonial. What has everyone learned? These really high-powered, super expensive, curated videos, no one believes them. But a 15, 30-second heartfelt experience from a consumer or a patient means all the world, right? And so we were able to do that um, with Freedom Day, with vets telling their story, right? And we look forward to supporting that because our goal there is to help help Bob and, and Wendy and the team at Freedom Day do even more dentistry. Look, I mean, Bob, it's personal for me, right? My dad served in the Army for 22 years and the CIA for 17 after that, and I only knew 15 of it, right? I've seen... I've seen firsthand the the sacrifices families make um, and the sacrifices individuals make to serve this country, right? Those are heroes. We're back to your original question. Um, But we have a host of solutions, Mark. We'll continue to expand and add those solutions. Um, Fortune Management is a strategic partner on us. Bernie's been kind to lend his time, his his intellect, his enthusiasm, and mentor me as the the chairman of the board um, and his organization, deeply cares about the preservation of private care and private practice dentistry. So we're all pulling in the same direction. And thank you to you and your team, right? For us, it's about exposure, right? This morning, I had an introduction from one of your colleagues, Ben, to a doctor who had never heard about us. In the first two minutes, she saw you know thousands and tens of thousands of dollars of value, thanks to someone being kind enough like Ben saying, hey, you should talk to these folks, right? I think that's the benefit of how we help each other when we're doing great things. That's the power of the ecosystem. I got to tell you, pretty. Go ahead, Bob. Let me let me just talk a little bit about True Blue, kind of overall big concept wise. I have seven practices. I they call me a mini DSO. Okay, because I have seven practices, I pay less supplies than the guy across the street from me. Is that fair? It's it's an unfair advantage that I have. I can have a call center. I can do things. There's things that I can do by having seven practices that a single practice can't do. The field is not level. Now, maybe I created that field, but it doesn't matter who did it. The field's not level. What True Blue does is they level that field. So now when you sign up for True Blue, you get the same prices that that I do as a mini DSO or as so that's the whole concept I think in a box is that that the DSOs whether the mini DSOs big 
have an unfair advantage over the the private practice where True Blue comes in and goes, hold on a second, let me give you the same things. We're going to build this network of private owned practices so that we can do the things. And I think that's what that's that's what I see in True Blue. Yeah, and and here's what I'd add about True Blue is here's the ultimate powerful why. It is absolutely about the preservation of private practitioner dentistry. The last thing in the world that this country needs is for dentistry to go the way of medicine. You know, medicine, I saw it 40 years ago. My wife was a practice administrator for four cardiologists that were making seven figures a year 40 years ago. But but because of the way it was set up, they didn't have time to manage their businesses. They didn't they didn't protect their their profession. And of course, it's like Jim Rome used to say, hey, if you don't have a plan for yourself, someone else does. And of course, the unholy triumvirate of big pharma, hospital administrations, and the insurance industry were right there to take over medicine. And it is broken today which saddens me because it's broken in a time when we have more technology and more knowledge about how to keep people well and alive. So the the whole key with True Blue is let's make sure that the dentists themselves have the ability to continue to to set the standard of care, set the standard of care. And, and, And so Bob's got seven, call him a mini DSO, but we're not down on on DSOs, if they're dentists run and they're, they're controlled by the dentist, where we have an issue is when it's run by private equity or it's it's run by outside investors and it becomes a very transactional business. So the 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 core powerful why the true blue is to keep the standard of care where it needs to be with private practitioner dentists, and at the same time. You know, they be, they become more profitable. They they're more competitive. Um, it's it's absolutely a good thing. And they invest in technology and they take great care of their teams. Right. I mean, Bob, you, you, I know your team loves you to death. Right. You have a great team, but it's beyond just the team. It's the lives that you change in those employees. It's the kids you put through college. It's the p- people you, you mark. You guys help with their homes. Want to talk about making an impact? I never hear that story in the corporate world, but you hear it in small business every day of the week. You know, one of the things I I keep seeing is that, you know, most people think one plus one equals two, and they make decisions in a siloed approach. They make financial decisions, business decisions, life decisions in a siloed approach. And for most people, one plus one doesn't equal two because of barriers and friction and everything. One plus one usually is one, one and a half. The thing I hope people who are watching this take away from this podcast is that one plus one, when you have entrepreneurial synergy together, doesn't equal two, it doesn't equal three, it could equal four, five, 10, or 20 by working together. And you know, one of the, one of the great books that I, that, that I read recently was Who Not How. And if you take a look at your company, it's everyone asks the question, how do I grow my income? How do I grow my business? How do I grow my freedom of time? How do I grow my freedom of relationship? If you're a how, you're one person. The real answer or the real question is, who do I need to collaborate with to grow my business or my income or my freedom of time or freedom of relationships? And it's always who, not how. And I think as as we've learned through Fortune, we've learned that whoever creates the most value, uh, it's very easy once you create value to figure out how to get paid. 
you know, Bernie fortune birthed so many of these companies from Oracare to True Blue to Sequoia to uh, uh, Social Smile. What do you think about that? I mean, mean, and that that was really one of the goals. I see us at Fortune today as the connector company. So what we do for any dentist or vet is we connect them to a synergistic approach to, to, you know, to financial services through, through Sequoia and Northeast Private Client Group. We connect them to Oracare. We connect them to True Blue. We connect them to the banks that they need. We connect them, uh, you know, to, so so it becomes a universe of companies, but all for the support of the same clients, right? And and that is that's it delights me to see that. Bob, there was a um, Mark. There was a great presentation. You. I don't think you were at this meeting, but it was by uh, Dr. Tarun Agarwal at, I think, at one of the uh, legacy uh, Dense by Sharona meetings, maybe two uh, two years ago, three years ago. I'm losing track of time. But he showed a million dollars on the screen. It just said a million and it had 0.00. And his question is this. Are you a decimal guy or are you a comma guy? Right? Because it literally is, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, it's about commas. It's not about decimals. Right. Um, and, you know, in, in the business of dentistry, um, look, unfortunately, the, the clinicians have been trained aggressively that they need to measure success in microns and at levels that the human eye can't even see that that dedication and commitment, unfortunately, sometimes spills over into the business world and, and, and the business side of it. Directionally correct is better than precisely wrong every day of the week. Right. And taking some action when you're 51 percent positive is better than doing nothing. And so. I think it's that analysis paralysis that unfortunately gets in the way of some folks because there, there's things. I mean, we had another one of your clients, right? You know, he called and he said it was a Sunday night. He said, I've been meaning to call you for 18 months. I need to take a look at my credit card processing. And I goes, I've been meaning to call you. And I said, fine. So he sent it the next day. He's saving $22,000 a year. And he's like, oh, gosh, why didn't I call? And I tell you, that's the, <laughs> the devil on both sides, right? I'm thrilled. Hey, we saved you, but I'm pained. Right. Like, oh, my God, if, if I had just been more persistent in getting you to to engage earlier. Right. So it, you want to deliver. But at the same time, it, it can be challenging when you find out, wow, that's a lot of money. Right? Well, I think I think as dentists, you know, they do something to us in dental school. And, 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 and like like they say, hey, you're a clinician, you're not a business guy, you know, and and so then we get out and if we make money, we all it's almost like a bad thing sometimes, you know, but, you know, the better your practice is, the, the better services. You know, I know Bernie once told me a long time ago, is he said, you, you want to increase your production or you want to increase your income, increase your standard of care. In other words, the better your standard of care is, the more money you'll make. So dentists, like, like for example, let's talk about Oracare. In my practices last year, we sell Oracare, of course. We believe in it. It's an alternative to chlorhexidine. Everyone hates chlorhexidine. Everyone. There's no, there's, there's no doubt that it should not be used. Uh, and But there's no alternative. Well, we created one. We saw a problem. We created this. In my practices... We've made passive income of profit of $96,000 last year, just selling work care, okay? And that's just selling work care, doing nothing, not recommending it. We increased our standard of care because the patient went home 
and got a better service and getting results and everything. So we increased our standard of care. But along with that came profitability. So, you know, when we talk aura care to people, we always talk to them about, you know, how great it is. It doesn't stain, you know, it's great on uh, uh, for periodontal patients, bad breath, all these different things, dry mouth. But what we, we don't tell them is this is your product. It's only sold to dentists. You can make money off of that because we don't want to turn off the dentist. Because sometimes they did something to our mind in school that says, oh, golly, I can't make money on this. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Because you're increasing the standard of care. And I think, you know, that's the way to do it. And I, and I think you can make a profit. And and I, it's funny because I always say, do, do you make a profit on your crown? They go, oh, yeah. Well, then you can make a profit on work care, too. You know. So. Well, I mean, it's back to the same thing. You know, it's okay to do good, doing good things. For your patients, you know, and and you know what I love, Mark, about a, a, a podcast like this today is it really should remind us all of the power of synergy for a dentist. In other words, one of the things we say at Fortune is to say, trust the process, trust the process, because at this point, if they're getting good financial advice from your group, Mark, and they're on True Blue, and they're on Oracare, and they're and they've got fortune growing the culture of their organization, and now they've got things like social smiles as well, and just if they did all of that, I don't see how a dentist fails. I really don't, and I, you know, I'm speaking like the chairman of the board, right? But bottom line is, is I believe in it, and 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 anyone who's ever asked me. Uh, they know how passionate and, and, you know, passion is, is, is important here. What is social smiles, Bernie? Social smiles is really tapping into probably the hottest, most credible type of marketing today, which is video monials. And what makes it unique is that maybe half an hour after that patient leaves the office, they'll get a text or an email or whatever their communication of choice is. And it'll just ask them, would you like to record a a 30 second? Did you have a good experience? And if you did, would you be willing to do that? And we're willing to reward reward that patient for it. We'll give them a new oral B or we'll $50 off their next visit or teeth whitening, whatever it is. And all they do is they hit a button and they record, God, you know, what a great experience at Wilson Martino today. I think everyone should go to them if they're in, in the West Virginia. As soon as that's done, it what makes it different is it goes and, and uh, broadcasts to their whole social media uh, community. So let's say they've got a thousand uh, Facebook friends. All thousand of them are going to get it. So it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and it's never been done before. And I think our doctors are going to have an unfair advantage. I think it's easy too. That's the, I think that's the key. Before getting testimonials was so tough. Where do I put them? How do I go? This is so easy. It's just easy. I mean, you, you, it does it automatically. Like you don't even touch it. You know. Well, Bob. Hey, here's the great news. We the team doesn't have to do it. Yeah, because that's where the the one of the issues in the past was. First of all, they were uncomfortable about asking for referrals or uncomfortable about asking for a video, right? So now it, it bypasses them completely and goes right 
to the, you know, right to them on their phone. So it's, it's, we have uh, very high expectations for this. You know, we, you know, and we'll, and we'll have a press release probably in the next couple of weeks announcing the CEO of True Blue Social Smiles. And we couldn't be more excited. We have absolutely the perfect person uh, running that platform, right? And the dentists are going to benefit from that because there's nobody more knowledgeable in dental marketing uh, than this individual. So, well, I, I, you know, Alex, we can announce it right now because we announced it a week ago and we've already got our first hundred dental offices in the pipeline to start. But Fred Joyle, uh, who was the founder of 1-800-DENTIST. This is circa 2022, 2023. This is the 1-800-DENTIST. This, this is the next thing in marketing. And he is obviously, he's written three books on marketing. Um, so it, we're, we're all really excited about it. Well, I'm going to tell you, I've already asked you guys in advance, so uh, you can't back out now. But one of the the giveaways in my new book is I'm going to ask you guys each to participate in a master class for our for our doctors. And uh, yeah, the master class is going to be how business to get into the business owner mindset and to think entrepreneurially. And I can't think of three better CEOs than than the three of you. And uh, just you know, thank you so much for your time, and thank you so much for just giving so much for, for always serving, for always being at your best when you're serving others. I think that's one of the many things we have in common. And um, just just thank you for your time today, guys. Thanks, always a pleasure, Mark. Mark. Thanks for having me. Thanks again. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Hero of the Hour podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share the podcast episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode and more at www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to check out the other great books and resources on the website while you're there. Once again, it's www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. All links can be found in the description below. We look forward to serving you on the next episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS or Guardian, and opinions stated are their own. Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. OSJ, 200 Broad Hollow Road, Suite 405, Melville, New York, 11747, 631-589-5400. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Northeast Private Client Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0B36048. Arkansas Insurance License Number 741545. Expiration and submission numbers located in the show notes.